Are you ready for this? Welcome to Principles with Corey and Logan. I'm Corey. I'm Logan. And we are here to go on the journey of life and leadership growth with you. Welcome to the Principles Podcast. Welcome back to Principles Podcast with Corey and Logan. Today, I've got a great friend of mine. It's going to be really, really good. Um, my buddy, Tanny. Uh, Tanny Crawford, I've known Tanny for a while. Uh, we got to know each other in the therapy world, but you're going to share a little bit about that, I'm sure. But Tanny was a, I consider Tanny a good friend, but also somebody that's probably one of my first mentors, somebody I really looked up to. And um, really watching him is where I learned a lot about leadership, honestly. So welcome to the podcast, Tanny. It's good to have you, buddy. Thank you, Corley. Love to share, man. Love to share. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I know you got a ton of wisdom. It's going to be great. So I'm looking forward to jumping in with you. But, um, you know, we call our podcast principles. And I was just kind of curious, what are some of your core values? What are some of the principles you try to live out? Honestly, core values, um, character, integrity, uh, being trustworthy are at the core. Those are those are things that can, uh, you know, if I'm not uh, being trustworthy or, or if my integrity is questioned, boy, those things hit hard. So those three character, integrity, and trustworthiness, number, number one, two, and three right there. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are good quality, uh, traits you got to have the, the character and the integrity there. So let me, let me ask you, Tanny, tell us a little bit about you. I know you, we've had you on the podcast before, but there may be some people that haven't, uh, listened and they may not know who you are. So give us a little bit of background on you. Oh, yeah. So I am in um, Franklin, Tennessee, just south of Nashville. I'm doing real estate uh, now. Of course, you know, you might have heard about the real estate market. It's kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, ebbs and flows. But I'm doing real estate now um, and uh, loving it. It's a true add value, create win-win field that, um, you know, character, integrity and honesty go a long way. You know, I think in general, uh, not going to pick me. Mom and dad was an attorney, so I talk about them. But, you know, attorneys and real estate agents and a handful of other professions, sometimes it's that one bad apple that ruins the bunch and that just keeps going. So uh, character, integrity, honesty is something that really uh, is, I think, is going to be the long game in this field. Um, yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, we can say character and integrity are things that we want to do, but those are things that kind of come out of us and that is found out over time. And I've known you for many years, and I know those are some of the, the character traits that I think definitely define you. So you're in the real estate game now. You've moved to Nashville, man. You've had a lot of pivots in your life. And uh, we're going to talk about that some. Uh, you know, we were both in the therapy world. We both kind of made a pivot there. Uh, and you talked about your dad. You, you, I hear you talk about your dad a whole lot. Um, somebody you've got a lot of respect for, honestly, I'm sure. Um, but tell us your journey. Kind of take us to how you got to where you are now. Man, honestly, I've just really come to the realization of how many pivots I have had to make over life. Sometimes you don't think about them because you just kind of do it in the moment. But gosh, I can list 10 big pivots. But the last, uh, the latest Big pivot was, um, so yeah, you're right. So I was in the healthcare world, a physical therapist by license, um, managed a number of outpatient clinics um, through about 2015, 
uh, sold out to a national group, had a non-compete, worked that for a little while. Um, and then the um, supposed to be ongoing, that was my first real big forced pivot. You know, sometimes I, I like analogies uh, here. And, and so if you're going down the interstate and there's an exit ramp, there's, there's two choices. Either you keep going or you take that exit, okay? There's a third choice. Sometimes your buddy in the car grabs your wheel and pulls you off on that exit ramp. It's kind of a forced exit, right? So that was something that required a pivot uh, back in 2018, but um, <clears throat> got back into the healthcare world and was kind of, I was in Mississippi. So originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, and back in 20, uh, late 2019, was called by a healthcare company in Franklin, Tennessee. They had bought a company in Mississippi out of bankruptcy and hired me kind of as a turnaround artist, turn it around and flip it, right? Well, in 2019, we didn't see COVID coming. Uh, it, they wanted me to move here in April. Uh, COVID really started going. We sold our house in Mississippi, moved up here. Uh, COVID hit really hard, and they decided to sell the company that they hired me to turn around like early, right? So uh, within a couple of weeks of being here, they, they sold out, and it was gone. Thanks, Tanny. Um, you know, good luck, right? So that was another forced pivot. Um, and we, you know, you don't think about, oh, this is a pivot right in the middle of that thing, right? You just, you're like, oh man, here we go again. I just moved to Franklin. Uh, it's those negative thoughts that start rolling. And if you don't watch it, you can kind of dive and stay in that, in that hole for a while, or you can pivot. I mean, hindsight's 2020, you know, we call it a pivot now. You don't really know you're doing it in the moment. So I was, I spent all summer looking for physical therapy work, right? Or healthcare work. I think I was, I think I've told you like four or five times. I was over 300, maybe 305, 310 on the applications, uh, the number of applications and uh, Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn jobs, just boom, 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 boom. Nothing was coming up, just crickets. I mean, people weren't even responding back um, at that time at all. So give a lot of credit to my brothers uh, there in Mississippi. They, you know, both of them were like, why don't you try real estate? And I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of risk. And so I was like, all right, I've been doing healthcare for 23 years. Why not? Let's change, you know? So <laughs> talk about my wife a good bit, but she's, she's kind of a little bit risk averse and, you know, she likes to the tried and true, which I understand. Um, but long story short, um, I pivoted into real estate back just in November of this past year. Um, I did find a little bit of a uh, healthcare job for a couple of months uh, to tide a little income over, but um, I really went full time in real estate in January of this year, and it has been it's been phenomenal. So um, looking back at that journey, man, it's it was it was tough because you and I stayed in contact almost every day. And, you know, it's tough in those trenches sometimes mentally, um, but you just keep keep persevering and, and uh, it's it's coming out. It's coming out really well on this side of it. You know, as you, as you were thinking about that and I think back to that time when you're going through that season, you mentioned something that we stayed in contact. You had a lot of great people around you, too. And I think that is so key whenever you're going through a time. You, you mentioned there are three choices. I, I like that, that you can take the exit, you can keep going, or hey, your buddy pulls you off and you're forced into that pivot. And sometimes that can be emotional because it's unexpected or 
you know, sometimes you don't feel like it's fair, right? Maybe yeah, I didn't want to take that exit or whatever. And you can choose to stay in that kind of mindset and, and that emotional mindset. But I saw you choose to stay positive. And I think it's because you had a lot of good influential uh, influencers around you too. I mean, not, not just oh, myself, yeah. but you had good people speaking into you that were encouraging you. And I just think that is, that is so key. And uh, I, I just, I know you got other things you'd like to talk about, but I was just kind of curious um, how important for you is it to have people like that in your life? Oh, 100%. And, and I use the term buddy, your buddy pulls the wheel. It may not be your buddy. It just may be a, a ghost rider of the yanks that wheel and you're off the interstate. Right. And you get to the top of that exit ramp. You got to, all right, where do I go from here? Do I get back on that thing or do I go try a new adventure? But uh, we're part of a mastermind group the legacy builders mastermind group and it has just been phenomenal it's a it's a honestly a positive group of advisors that i have helped me through this transition um my wife has helped me through the transition kind of bringing me back to um some stability and, and a little bit of um uh, a little bit of back to some of the reality and just keep digging keep chopping wood uh don't give up keep chopping wood so she's yeah you know, Jim Rohn says you're they're the average of the top five people you spend the most time with, the five people you spend the most amount of time with. Right. You're the average. And so I have found myself in circles where I was the, the higher average before. And so, you know, when you get into those other groups, the mastermind groups, um, groups of advisors, those people are really good, especially the positive ones are really good at, at bleeding that positivity over to you uh, because everybody's ebbing and flowing, right? Some people are up while other people are down. And so it's easier because everybody's not all down at the same time. Everybody's not all up at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's huge. That's been a huge um, anchor for me, I guess, as we, as I've gone through this situation. Yeah. Uh, I love what you said there, Jim Rohn's quote, you're the average of the five people you hang around with. I've also heard him, I think, say your bank account's going to be the average of the five people you <laughs> hang around with. And, That's um, true. Oh, yeah. We've got a mutual friend. He said something I love. And, and, and I, I love that, too. You know, you're the average of the five people you hang around with. And, you know, we talk about if you're the smartest, strongest, fastest person in the room, you need to find a new room and those kind of things. But he made a yeah. statement I thought was really powerful. He said, I want to be the guy that increases the average of my friends. And I was yeah. like, wow, that is really good. Like he, he want, like what he was saying is I want to grow to the level that I'm pulling other people up, that that's the expectation. I want to increase the average of my friends. I was like, man, that is so good. That is so good. Exactly. Um, and you have to, you have to develop yourself and you have to develop your average. And of course, God's blessings on your life uh, are, are probably a large, huge, largest part of that. But you, you have, you know, to be able to add value, you have to be valuable, right? So we have to go through these pivots in these situations like this. I wish you didn't. I wish you just, you know, born with a silver spoon and just roll through. That's not reality. That's not the, that's just not how it works. So we have to go through these situations. Anyway, you, you got to be valuable to add value to others. That's right. Um, yeah. One other thought on you was talking about our mastermind group. And I heard this quote the other day is talking about accountability. And that's one of the reasons you get into to a, something like that and have friends too. And, and he said, accountability is an account for your ability. 
Mm. Not for not for your inability. So so the, the great thing about having a mastermind group like that is they see talent and potential within you, and then they have the expectation that you're going to rise up. Mm. So they you have to give an account for your ability. I was like, man, that's good too, right there. Uh, yeah. Tanny, I, you talked a lot about pivot. What what as you look back over your life, what do you think was one of the first pivots you've had to make? Man. Um, all right. So there's this story uh, that I was probably 12 or 13. I'm not, I mean, this is, a, I guess this is the first pivot. Uh, it's the first like take action pivot I was looking for. So this is, I'm, I'm almost 45. So this is back in the Nintendo day, right? The regular Nintendo Entertainment System. You had Super Mario Brothers, and one of the next games to come out was Legend of Zelda. People may not remember that one, other than Duck Hunt. But I wanted a new Nintendo game, and Dad was like, "I'm not just going to give you the money for it." My brothers were—they weren't going to give me the money for it. So honestly, my brain switched to like, "Okay, how do I? I'm not going to steal. So how do I? How do I get the money?" And I thought, "I'm going to try to cut grass, right? So I'm going to go out in somebody's neighborhood." Uh, we had, we were lived right behind a neighborhood in South Jackson, you know, probably 40, 50 houses in the neighborhood. I went knocking on doors and before, gosh, before lunch that day, I think I had two yards to cut. And that was when the yards were 15 bucks, maybe $20, you know, you cut, we'd eat, blow it off. Good to go for 20 bucks. The game was probably 35. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna cut two yards and go buy my game. And that's what happened. So that was a pivot. And there's been, there's been a number of scenarios. Um, my mom passed at an early age, uh, had some difficulties in, in high school, had some difficulties in college, had some failures, um, some course failures and some, uh, you know, some, some pivots. Some of them are funny uh, and, and we could go way off into some of these stories. But um, I think that that cut grass um, scenario was one of my first pivots. And I'm sure a lot of people listening either cut grass as a kid or, you know, knew somebody that did. And so that was just, that was my first, you know, I'd cut my own yard at our house. I'm like, Hey, I cut somebody else's. So that was just the, the mental shift. I just took action and literally sitting in my room, I thought, okay, what do I, I need to go get the lawnmower and go to the neighborhood and knock on doors. That's, I mean, that's, that's all I got to do. And surely out of 40, somebody let me cut their yard. That's just what I thought. If not, there's another neighborhood a couple blocks down. I'll go hit that one up. So Anyway, that was my uh, that was my first pivot, probably. Tanny said, "Law of averages. Somebody gonna let me cut that yard. I like somebody. Somebody yeah. gonna let me. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I like that. I, I'm just kind of listening to it, and you're talking about you wanted something, and your dad wouldn't do it for you. And and you know, most people would stop right there, but you said you put a how in front of the can I? How can I? Yeah. And oh, it's, yeah. oh, I could go cut some yards and you did it and you went out and got the thing that you that you really wanted at that time. That was something that you truly wanted. And, yeah. and I'm sure that has served you all over your life as well. Yeah. You know, what's funny is but, but I think thinking back now, I think I think I bagged up about eight or 10 big like black lawn leaf bags of pine straw. Right. My I, my initial thought was I need to go take some bags of pine straw and sell it on the, on the street. Right. And I think I'm pretty sure I did that for a couple hours that day. So uh, I need to, I need to tighten that story up. And honestly, thinking about it, I, I really sat, I think, I think that was a failure. I don't think you may have bought my $5 bags of pine straw. This is like 1988. Right. 
And so then I thought, I'm going to go cut grass. I know somebody needs their grass cut. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, that, that, was, that was first failure, first pivot. <laughs> hey, it was all in one right there. But you tested and retested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I'll tell you this. Uh, in between high school and college, I was working at Lowe's, and I, I was working there in the um, – outside lawn and garden part and they brought in this big trailer and is these bales of pine straw i said like, what in the world is that for they said we're gonna sell them i said you sell pine straw my grandmother's yard was full of this stuff you know yeah, I, yeah. I had no idea you could sell it at that point i was a young guy but that's oh, yeah. um good stuff well oh hey tanny i i want to ask you about pivot so you 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 made the mention that i love your analogy about your buddy pulling you and having those forced pivots do you think there's a way you can kind of forecast those forced pivots to maybe stay away from them or, or kind of your thoughts on that? Or you think that's just sometimes part of life that you're going to have those forced pivots and how you deal with it is the main thing. So here's where I'm going to go with that. I, I've, everybody's got a batting average. You get up to the plate 10 times, you hit the ball three, you get on base three times, you get a 300 batting average, right? So it's probably for the younger audience on the call, it'll take a little bit of time to kind of figure your batting average. You can't, I mean, two at bats, you're not going to really know what a good true average is. Right. So I think as you track those pivots and those failures and those um, accomplishments in life and honestly try to create a little formula out of it, it'll help you figure out what's coming in the future. They're not avoidable. Um, my son plays travel baseball and he he's got one of the higher at batting averages on the team just he just I mean the, you know now we didn't have a game changer when I was growing up playing baseball but it keeps averages and on base percentages and errors and all that stuff well he I'm not kidding he was he was in a slump he had seven or eight strikeouts in a row this is over like three or four total games eight I'm mean, just so down and he still had this high average and i I drew out a little sheet of paper. I don't have it here. I'm going to do this on camera. I drew out a little sheet of paper, and I, I drew, like, the binary code. So our buddies in the IT world understand what this is. But I drew out some ones and zeros. Is that like too, too much? Right? Some ones and zeros, right? And I said, buddy, you just happen to be in the state age where there's like six zeros in a row well, guess what there's some ones coming after that it's just it's it's averages it's just you're gonna hit the ball coming up and so if you've got three or four failures back to back you're those are your strikeouts you've got some hits coming and so that's your that's your kind of and i it's, it's almost it's guaranteed because there's law of law of gravity law of averages um, it's guaranteed that you've got some successes coming if you just keep swinging if you walk away from the plate and go get back in the car it ain't going to happen. But if you keep swinging, um, I may have gone way off tangent here, but you understand what I'm saying. If you keep swinging, you keep up the plate and you keep going down your path where you've got your goals, you've got your goals laid out. You're supposed to have your, you know, your cheat sheet and your goals kind of laid out where you're, where you're going. Um, and you keep in that direction, then those, those pivots are going to happen and they're okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's fine. You're going to get upset with some strikeouts and get upset with some failures and some, uh, you know, getting kicked out of schools and um, all that good stuff. But anyway, that's that's my that's my take. I love the ones and, and O's and the law of averages because uh, you just you you know that some some wins are coming. Yeah, there's, 
It's the sun. I mean, it's not going to rain all the time. It's cloudy here in Nashville today. It's kind of drizzly, but I'm, I'm, I, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to have some sunshine. It's just coming, you know, it's just coming. The only way you, only way you're not going to have it is if, uh, if you go back to the dugout, Tanny said, I like it. <laughs> the law of averages. You, you made, um, you're talking the story about your son. I, I would like to talk to you about fatherhood. If you're cool with that. Oh yeah, sure. And, and, not just being a um, kind of kind of fatherhood, I think about being a mentor and a guide as well. So just just curious, I wanted to hear your take on fatherhood and and those kind of things. Well, I had a, I mean, not all of us had great examples. I had a, I had a really good dad, good father, um, good stability, um, pretty strict, which was which was good and, until you know later in life, then he kind of let. Just, kind of let us run and burn our hands a couple times, which I just, I kind of take after some of that. I mean, in the Bible, you know, train a child in the way they should go. So their formative years, you know, the, the, the two, I guess they're always, you can always form them, but two to 12, two to 15, when, when you've got their full attention uh, is your, is your time frame to, you know, keep them in church, um, uh, you know, uh, practice what you preach, um, but fatherhood is a, to me, it's, it's a, it's a heavy on love, heavy on touch, you know, hugs and pats on the head and, um, you know, good jobs. But it's also when you, when you, when you're not up there giving really good effort, it's also, um, I think on me to tell you, you know, uh, the world's not going to do it for you. Uh, I've got a daughter who's really working real hard at soccer. And sometimes you can just tell on the field that she's not given a hundred percent. Now you, you can't, you can, you can hone talent a little bit and you can definitely hone discipline and self-discipline to practice when, and doing things when coach isn't looking and on your days off, but on the field intensity on the field, um, you know, given a hundred percent is something that's, Oh, it's so hard for me to watch you not do it, <laughs> you know, because that's something that that's something that really kind of takes you over over the hump into success um, is given 100 percent in whatever you're doing. So. Um, but, yeah, man, we fatherhood, we, we purposely. Oh gosh, you know how it is. It's you got baseball some nights till eight o'clock, soccer till eight fifteen, dropping some off at volleyball at seven seven o'clock to pick them up at eight, but the other one's got to be at soccer at eight Oh five and 20 minutes apart. So, um, it's like, it's like, what is it? I mean, it's, it's just, you're all over the place, right? <laughs> so we do our best, especially when downtime's like, we got about a three week period. We spend time around the table. It's a, it's a nighttime. Everybody get around the table, turn your phones off. And to me, that's what the fatherhood is. It's running until nine 30 at some nights. And then some nights it's seven o'clock, six o'clock. Just come on around the table. I don't want to. All right, come on around the table. You know, because they will. I appreciated it. We we sat around the table when I was growing up a good bit, um, and I, I know my kids will too. So um, that's that's Tanny's take on fatherhood. I like it. That's good, Tanny. Hey, look, Tanny. I know you're working on writing a book, and I would love to hear any other pivots you'd like to share with us. Man, listen. I've got some funny stories. Let me tell you one real quick. 
and I'll, I'll put this story in there. I tell it all the time in my, you know, and I'll do, I love my wife so much. She, she's so amazing, but she rolls her eyes all the time. But look, I was at Mississippi college. Okay. I was maybe a sophomore going to medical school. Like all I need is med school, right? I'm going to medical school. My mom passed, my mom passed away in uh, summer of 10th grade, summer of 92 and just got me interested in science. And literally 11th, 12th grade, like my science grades were through the roof. So I just naturally like thought medical school, that's where I'm going, okay. My brother, I had an older brother that went through med school. And so it's like, I can do it too. And so I'm in genetics, it's a genetics class, right? And um, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, these people, they don't know, they don't speak on my study. And so we get in there and we run through that first I don't know, four weeks, come up to our first test. Okay. Took my test. Like I was like, probably at the worst made a 92, 93 on that thing. Right. Go to class. They're getting ready to pass out the grades and the professor writes top score, like one Oh three down to like a 41. And he, he, he just kind of put top score one Oh three bottom score, you know, 41. And I remember, honestly, sitting at my desk, I was on the right side of the room about midways back. And I thought to myself, that dude does not need to be in this class. So <laughs> sitting there, you know where this is going. No, sitting there, I get my paper back. It's 41. And I and honestly thought I made like a 95. <laughs> and I thought to my, I went to the teacher. I went to the professor. He kind of reminded me of the, um, uh, I don't know his name, the dry eyes or clear eyes guy, right? Yeah. went up to him and I said, I said, Mr. Um, Smith, whatever. I said, I honestly thought I knew this stuff, but if I thought I knew it and I did this bad, I'm, I'm not sure I can catch up. He said, probably need to drop. So drop that class. That was, my, <laughs> that was my first pivot was going to that counselor's office and like, I need to drop genetics and pick up fitness walking and art. I think right now just to, you know, get this GPA up. But that was, I, I got so many little funny stories like that, that, when I thought something was going to go one way and I got it back, it was, it was, it was, it was a required pivot. Yeah. Like, Oh, so many stories. Like I had to write them down. And my, <laughs> my wife's like, I can't believe you're surprised. And yeah. I was, I was really surprised at that. So anyway, yeah, I got some good ones that are little, that'll be, uh, be out on that. He said that guy, that guy needs to drop out of class. Oh, yeah. well, I did. He did. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Tanya, we look forward to the book and whenever we get the opportunity and that's that's out, uh, we'll definitely be sharing that. Hey, um, any any last things? Uh, one last question I have for you um, is, you know, you've done a lot in the entrepreneur lane. Um, what if, if, if there's a young entrepreneur out there that maybe have Maybe they've got the desire to do their own business, but they're still on the fence. What, what kind of word of encouragement might you have for them? So I'm going to tie this to the pivot. If you think about uh, entrepreneurship, whether you're leaving a corporate position, going into entrepreneurship or just starting from scratch, you have to be grounded. If you think about a pivot in basketball, one foot is literally anchored, right? It's grounded. It doesn't come up. It's foundational. It's grounded. It's anchored to the floor. And so your anchors need to be your like daily routine, your processes, um, the daily rituals, you know, like in the morning, um, you know, scripture, meditation, journaling, uh, self-reflection, self-development. We have to get better to add value. So these are all 
whole parts of that foundation. So your morning routine, scripture, meditation, uh, journaling, um, your oh, exercise, you know, got to stay healthy. Gratitude is a big one, like intentional gratitude in the morning. Um, those things are, those are foundational cornerstones that will keep you on the right path. If you hang on and you anchor yourself to that, that pivot point, no matter which direction you go, you can always come back to, you know, some people say, you know, your faith, come back to your faith. That's fine. Anchor yourself in something that's not going anywhere. Your, you know, your exercise routine and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my point is find your anchor and make it heavy, make it heavier, anchor it down like an anchor in a manufactured house, screw it in the ground, anchor it down and, and, and pivot from that point. Yeah. I like the, I like the fact that everything you said, most of the time we think there's a doingness. I, I need to go do, I need to go do everything you mentioned is more of a being. It's a, it's a beingness. And, uh, you know, if anybody does anything with house, housing or anything like that, they know the bigger the foundation, the firmer the foundation, the higher you can go. And I love the fact that you started with that, because I think that is the starting point. It, it, it's you. It, it's you and your daily habits. If you're going to add value to people, you need to make yourself more valuable. And I love that. So, Tanny, if anybody's listening and they want to reach out to you, or if they want to follow you, you do a lot of great things on social media. You've got a lot of great posts that are funny and engaging. Where's the best place that they can connect with you at? Man, I love I love Messenger and um, Instagram, direct messaging. But so Instagram is Tanny, T-A-N-N-Y underscore Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R, Tanny underscore Realtor, and then Tanny Crawford Parks Realty is my Facebook page. Uh, I'm also LinkedIn. I've got LinkedIn. And then um, my email, if anybody likes email, Tanny at parksathome.com. And I mean, I love, I love just conversations. And so if anybody wants to call and chat about a situation they're going through or whatever, you know, I'll be glad, uh, glad to share a little, a little experience and things that worked for me and things that didn't. So awesome. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, Tanny, it's been really good. I know you've added a ton of value and all those links I'm going to try to have in the show notes and those kind of things. Uh, make sure to connect with Tanny. He is a great resource, a, a great mentor, um, and, and got a ton of wisdom. That And he's got a heart, right? He's got a heart to add value. We'll be looking for your book coming out soon uh, in the next little bit, Tanny. And I appreciate you guys. Hey, if you're listening, we want to say thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you can know and uh, be up to date on any new episodes that come out. And we hope you guys have a great day and God bless. Thank you guys. Thanks so much for spending your time with us today. As you go about your day, remember to ask yourself as a parent, child, sibling, business owner, customer, boss, teammate, would you recommend yourself, audit yourself, and change your life? Hey guys, and if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, take a moment, please subscribe, give us a rate and review on your listening platform. And hey, we value your feedback and it helps others find us. Are you ready for this?